Hi, welcome to part two of our Snowpiercer conversation. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you should go back and listen to that first episode. And then go back here and listen to this episode immediately after. It's worth it. Also, we play everyone's favorite game. It's like it's only when it's convenient for the plot is she clever. Right. <laughs> it's convenient for the plot, yet somehow still inconvenient for all of the people involved in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... You think that my station is without its drawbacks? <laughs> it's loud and lonely. And it's like, motherfucker, I just told a story about how I ate babies. But that girl didn't even know what dirt was when they went through the, the farmer car. She's like, humanity's over. <laughs> and it's like, can I eat it? Do I eat the dirt? <laughs> and then Nam has his own agenda. Nam has his own plan uh, that he reveals to him that is like, I want to blow open the train and escape. I think we can do it. Which is a crazy plan in and of itself, but like no crazier than literally anything else that we've seen throughout the entire yeah. movie. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. In fact, I think it, I thought it was a good idea. Like, you know, fuck this train. You know, like, I, want to, I want off of this train. <laughs> like, know? I would I rather I die out there. Try rather to die, die out there than. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like, out there I have a fighting chance. In here, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so he meets Wilfred. Of course, Ed Harris plays Wilfred. Like, who else could possibly play Wilfred? Yeah, is this uh, a continuation of the Truman Show? Like, this guy just like, has a... <laughs> so, when he gets into the room with Wilfred, Wilfred tells him that he is the first person to walk the entire length of the train. Mm-hmm. Even he hasn't done it. What about Claude? Claude has. And, uh, and the, the two children that she takes with her? Yeah, and probably like a lot more people who like built the train. Right. Like... You're telling me that the yeah, entire that's, time that's a good it point. took them to build the train, not one person walked from one end to the other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old authoritarian lady, like there's no way, like she hasn't been up to the front. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. The, it's just like, it's a lot of bs that you get from wilfred right off the bat and it's like you can't trust anything this guy says mm. like the first one of the first things he says to him is just a blatant lie that like if curtis wasn't horribly traumatized by the past couple days he's just had would probably have noticed like no that's just a straight up lie i can prove that because i seen her in the back of the train the girl that's pointing a gun at me right now <laughs> Was back in the back of the train. That's where she got smacked with a with a shoe. <laughs> Good point. And then he also, he's, Wilfred says when uh, they they first start talking about how there's oh it actually comes right on the heels of when he says that nobody's ever walked the length of the train, not even myself. Curtis says, "What is it like? Too dirty back there for you, or something?" And he's like. Do you think that my station is without its drawbacks? <laughs> it's loud and lonely. And it's like, motherfucker, I just told a story about how I ate babies. <laughs> Don't talk to me about how shitty your life is. Yeah. yeah. He's so calm. Uh, like, everything he says, I, I, I love that character. And he's just like, like, as things progress, and he's like, trying to talk like calmly to him and like a way that he thinks Curtis might understand what he's saying. He just like casually picks up the phone and he's like, Oh yeah. Murder 
you know, 74% of the population. You know what? No, I'm feeling generous today. Save 18 people. And then like shows him the phone so that he can hear all those people being murdered. And then when he has a reaction and jumps up, he's like, calm down. What? You're so tense. And it's like, motherfucker, you just killed a bunch of people. You just killed my friends. You don't expect me to have any reaction to this? Like, he's clearly just insane. Yeah. Wilfred's just straight up crazy. Yeah, everybody in this movie is a lunatic. Every person. I don't think everybody. there's like one that's like, oh, yeah, you were normal. I mean, obviously, the... the uh, extreme pressures this train puts on people turn them uh, into freaking nuts but it's understandable how does yona know about the kid under the floor because yeah she, she goes, just ran up and opened the thing didn't yeah she? that i yeah i, I have no idea uh, upon thinking that. about it right now maybe because she's clairvoyant it's because she's clairvoyant and she just could see the kid under the thing but like yes i don't know it's not really like it's not really yeah. demonstrated very clearly, like, what's happening. And, like, the way her, like, clairvoyance works is very sporadic. We already kind of touched on that yeah. a little bit and how it's just, like... Yeah. It's, like, it's only when it's convenient for the plot is she clairvoyant. Right. <laughs> it's, it's convenient for the plot, yet somehow still inconvenient for all of the people involved in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, when, when did Wilfred... Because that was clearly the thing that, like, like Curtis was starting to be swayed, I think, by Wilfred a little know, bit. Yeah. Um, when he, like, shoves her away, like, no, like, you need to leave here. But then when he sees the kid in the in the ground, he's like, oh, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, it's it like, fuck this shit. Yeah. When could Wilfred have broken that news <laughs> to not incite that reaction from Curtis? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's ever a thing like after a couple more stakes it's like, like see this life ain't too bad up here <laughs> like yeah screw those guys yeah so so the, the reason why they have the the poor class is to create babies that they can use and turn into children so they can keep the train going so that they can keep like pulling the gears in those specific areas. Yeah. Like you're telling me you can create all this other crazy stuff on this train, but you can't create a little <laughs> piece of metal that does, you know, whatever <laughs> gear shift is supposed to, you know, they're right. like, yeah, this it's obsolete now. That's why we have the pores. Like uh, what? <laughs> like you're telling yeah. me that out of all the like frivolous, like pieces of metal and other equipment you have on this train, that you couldn't have taken one piece and like somehow fashioned it into the the part that you needed because it looks like it's just like you need to pull the waste out of the the little tube like you just need like a corkscrew like an auger to like just slide right in there and then just like constantly spin to pull it out and it's like that doesn't seem like a terribly hard piece to make <laughs> if i'm being honest i feel like yeah, you're just doing out, this like, to be an asshole they... <laughs> They, they figured out like a nuclear arc generator thing to power this engine and they like they have that technology but you can't figure out like a, a screw like <laughs> what? i have no way to be able to make screws here or back to manual labor like i don't okay there's a couple of times like also the guy that was like you know making the food and he's like got to move the the lever by hand and so he's like dangling from the pipe valve. 
um, to get the machine to work. And it's like, okay, I get that part is broken, but like, could maybe somebody hand you a stepladder so you don't have to try to get a running head start to jump up into the ceiling and turn this valve every time? <laughs> like, literally two steps ought to just like get you right there and you're just like, eep. okay, we're done. I don't know. It just seems like they really didn't take like any like uh, you know engineering problems into account when they launched the train. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But then again, these are the same people that thought it'd be a good idea to build a train track that encompasses the globe. Yeah. So, which is like, oh, I don't, I don't think I put that number. How long the train track is? It's like, yeah, like, is it this? Is it? Uh, me and Riley were talking about it. Okay, is it along the equator, or is it like along like a more northern part of the globe? Because well, that would drastically cut down on how long the track is obviously they show the track in the uh the school scene when they're in the the little classroom they show Mm. the track on a map that basically it like roams down through the united states on the east coast down into south america back up through the united states uh over to alaska then it looks like it comes back down towards japan and then it basically just like follows the coastline all the way through uh, the continent over to Africa. Then it dips down halfway through Africa, comes back up through Europe, back across Russia again, and then all the way over to Alaska through Canada back to the east coast of the United States. <laughs> I think in the movie they said something like 474,000 kilometers. Seems extreme. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that so I, I I have a I have an idea about this um, movie, and it kind of ruins the ending. But I think the ending's kind of trash anyway on this movie. Mm. Um, but my <laughs> my uh, for a couple of reasons, and we'll get to that in just a second. So going back to, all the way to the very beginning of the movie, um, after you hear the newscast come on and they're talking about the gas that they want to release into the air. When we first see the gas uh, being released, it hits with an intense, like, ominous score, almost like the villain of a movie is being introduced. Like, the uh, placement of it and the way that it's kind of uh, presented is almost just like the scene in Star Wars when you first see Darth Vader walk into the room. Mm. Like, it's just like, all these things are happening, then all of a sudden, the villain enters the room and the score picks up. And that's pretty much exactly what happens. Now, to me, this could potentially say that the real villain is the gas or the cold that the gas created. And so all the things that are happening on the train are just humans being humans. You know, it's just like all the shitty parts of humanity got distilled down into this one train. And that's still like humans being as shitty to them to each other as they've ever been. But they're neglecting the real villain which is the outside world. Everybody's so concerned with their station on the train, everyone from the people in the back of the class all the way to Wilford complaining about his place being loud and lonely. Um, Like everybody's so focused on their station in the train that nobody actually is paying attention, except for Nam, I guess, to the main villain outside, which is the ice and the snow. Mm Mm-hmm. The main villain, even though it's portrayed as being the oppression and Wilford himself, is actually the circumstances that let him have that power. 
Yeah, sounds about yeah. right. No, yeah, I think that's a good observation. I feel like that kind of ruins the ending because ruins the ending for Curtis at least because his sacrifice in the end, where he was finally at least to himself worthy to be a leader because he doesn't have two good arms anymore or a life <laughs> or a life but it kind of spits in the face of that because it's like anything that happens on the train is pointless because no matter what you do when you're on the train it's not going to help you survive in this inhospitable world the train at some point is still going to break down whether it does it right then or another piece breaks and goes extinct and you can't find a small enough child to put in there at some point, the train has to stop moving. The train is not actually eternal, despite what the song mm. says. Mm. <laughs> the song. Oh, God. <laughs> we will never die. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. W.O. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just so the theory creepy. I had. Um, but, like, speaking of the ending and Curtis's sacrifice that he makes to save uh the the kid in the kid under the floor um why why couldn't he have like taken one of the chairs or like a leg from the table and like stopped the gears that way instead of his own arm cuz he was stoked he's like this is this is it this, <laughs> this is, is my, my chance <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like finally 17 years I've been waiting for this one <laughs> It was just that was really, yeah. It could have been poor plan. Thought out better, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after the chrono explodes and the whole real quick, train... real quick, okay, real quick though, Nick, I, I just wanted. So what what do we think about the Gilliam? Is his name? Yeah, the guy in the back of the train. Do we think that he was in cahoots with the Wilford? main bag? Oh yeah, were they in cahoots or was he lying? Do you think? I think that they were. I think they were too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I kind I of seemed that way too. Because he, he, like, he he quotes him. What what, what does he say? But he he, he uh, says something. Holding that he says a lady earlier. is much nicer with two hands. That's right. Yeah. So like they've talked a little bit at least, you know, like they, yeah. yeah, and like it. I mean, there's clearly cameras all up and down that train. Though he may have just overheard That's him true. having a conversation with somebody else. But, like, I feel like if you rewatch the movie, um, that you, like, and you see, like, the way Gilliam acts the whole time, it seems like he always knows a little bit more than he's letting on. Yeah. Um, and, like, the way he, like, pushes Curtis in very specific measured ways seems like he's manipulating him. Like, it's, yeah. it seems at first like he's just trying to, like, help this person who's reluctant to be a leader along on his journey. But then when you think about like the potential of him and uh, Wilford working together, it seems more apparent that that's actually what's happening. And I think the, the line that does it for me is when Gilliam tells Curtis uh, to just kill him as soon as he sees him. Don't let him yeah, talk. Just got his tongue him. out. Yeah. yeah. And it's like so. So does that mean? So, but does that mean Jillian did end up wanting the revolution to happen and succeed, or was he trying to bring things back to the status quo? Because if he goes and kills Homie, that means that they kind of win. Yeah, I think that 
it's what Wilfred says, where they expected it to only go as far as the the water the water treatment car. Yeah, I never thought I was going right. to get that far to begin with. Okay. Um, so, Curtis always wanted, like, he wanted to go to the engine, and then Gilliam like questioned that, and he was, you know, he didn't support that really, right? And I yeah. feel like there was some apprehension from Gilliam, like the way he kept questioning whether it was the time to act. I feel like mm-hmm. he was trying to put off the whole revolution thing for as long as possible because he knew what was going to happen. But I feel like ultimately he knew for like the good of everyone living on the train that they had to like thin the herd. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that he and Wilfred kind of saw eye to eye on that. He just wasn't as like macabre and disillusioned as Wilfred seems to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wonder too how the how that relationship formed between the two. Yeah. Were they homies before they boarded the train? He's like, "Hey, you gotta take the L, man. You gotta live back there. I'm gonna be <laughs> up here." Or was it something that was cultivated over the years? He he like started talking to him or got him on his side somehow. Yeah. What if it was after Gilliam sacrificed his arm that Wilfred actually noticed him? He's was like, like, that's the, the leader. That's the guy who's going to be the leader in the back. Yeah. I need to get in touch with that guy. Probably that. That might have been it. Because um, that was still pretty early on. And it sounded like, from his from Curtis's story, like they just left him back there for like a while. Like at yeah. least a month. He said after the first month they started eating people. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was about two months until they started giving them bars. Right. Of bugs so and so and like that would have had happened after gilliam had given up his arm and is like is there anything else that we can do here and wilfred's probably like oh i think i think i can utilize some of the bugs that we got that should work (laughs) (laughs) got all these bugs laying around yeah no problem and willy wonka's chocolate bar manufacturing machine um (laughs) so so when the train explodes and then uh, there's like mass chaos and Yona, she walks outside and she's like looking around. She well, presumably she and the little kid are the only people left, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not shown anybody else from the train, like not even as like a quick shot to show that there's other survivors out there. It's just them. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the movie tries to end on a high note by seeing a polar bear to be like, oh, look, it's possible to survive out here in the real world but that girl didn't even know what dirt was when they went through the, the farmer car she's like humanity's over it? <laughs> and it's like can i eat it do i eat the dirt <laughs> oh boy uh, she's not gonna do too well <laughs> those kids are dead like no chance skills. no chance <laughs> They're so dead. Humanity's <laughs> over. Polar Unless bear. one of those guys are still alive. Right? You know, maybe maybe Chris Evans is still alive. I don't maybe. think so. Mm-hmm. He's probably dead. But... <laughs> that, that blood is just leaking out of that arm, man. <laughs> You're dead just within a Go outside, get some ice on it. Like, <laughs> I think that they could survive for a little while, you know, just scavenging things they find on the train. But, like, it's not, it's not a long-term solution. 
No, oh, no. and you're, it's still just snow everywhere, like crazy mountainous <laughs> snow. A lot of snow, yeah. I mean, it's not like things have like melted and you can, you know, you know it's, you're going to freeze. You can't start a fire. Like what you're, are you You're out of matches, yeah. <laughs> you're out of matches. Yeah, you matches. No cigarettes. Like you're dead. I don't oh, think yeah. polar bears oh, live right. in mountainous terrains. Nah. Um, I'm pretty sure that they like hunt for fish near water sources. <laughs> yeah um, yeah you are you're correct so i mean maybe there's water nearby maybe there's water another nearby upside in this mountain range <laughs> during an ice age, during an ice age. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that thing is alive somehow that's and, true I mean, it just has the you know the the jackets that they had uh i mean that's about as much as the polar bear has right <laughs> i mean it, i mean it has a large layer of fat and then it has its fur, which is super dense and it, like it's basically waterproof. <laughs> so you you kill the polar bear, slice that thing open, sleep inside it. You got food in you, there. Do, uh, which which one of our surviving characters do you think could take a polar bear? <laughs> <laughs> The, the the best the best that one of the surviving characters could do is she'll be clairvoyant and be like. That thing's gonna fuck me up. <laughs> that thing's gonna eat my face. So maybe oh, look, we don't go. A really that. hungry polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> you first. Oh, another thing that I wanted to say. So we like it's been uh, eighteen years that they've been on this train with mm. constant like sub-zero temperatures because of the gas that was released into the atmosphere, causing a second ice age. Yet when we travel past cities, you can still see buildings and the tracks are never like covered in like a deep layer of snow. Mm-hmm. And so like, it can't be snowing all the time. It can't be so cold that ice isn't like melting and refreezing mm-hmm. because otherwise everything would be buried after 18 years of eternal winter. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And the other thing that I thought was weird too was uh, the guy who got his arm frozen off at the beginning. Like that arm freezes very quickly, and then it just shatters, right? But the, none of the characters even mentioned like, "Oh, that took a little bit longer than it normally does to do it," or like it didn't freeze completely. And I don't know how many days it was when that happened to when they got out of the train. But I doubt it's long enough for the temperature of the world to increase enough to where you can just live outside. Right. So that didn't make any sense either. I, I, I think that it, that's a good point. And it might have been, like, better if they had, like, just a line in there where, like, they go to break the guy's arm and they could have been like, oh, maybe we should have left him longer. While right. he's, like, yeah, on yeah, the ground screaming. Like <laughs> just something like that. But there was nothing, so... And it's like, they don't care either way. They're chopping a guy's arm off. And so either way, he's losing the arm. It doesn't matter to them. But they're just like, oh, maybe I miscalculated. We should have left him out there a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like, huh, not as pro as it normally is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that would have been, been a really good note. Guy's like, it's plenty frozen, I promise. <laughs> Imagine if he had, like, bent his arm. He's like, nope, I'm just stuck here uh, now. Can't get me out. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe you could kind of angle him, you know. Kinda... Just like break uh, it off at the joint to like drag yeah. him through. Yeah. 
And that, there's like out. the one guy, young, or what is it? <laughs> Franco the, the Younger? Yeah, Franco the Younger. <laughs> uh, when he like gets up to like get that guy off the ground. That's what they call like, Dave Franco. <laughs> he like comes over and just like smacks the guy on the shoulder like, get up. Like, what do you expect him to do in this situation? He yeah. just had his arm slowly frozen solid. Yeah. And you're just like, slap him on the shoulder like, hey, get up. <laughs> Did his arm heal really fast? Didn't they show it and it was like kind of like yeah. healed? I, there has to be like a jump in time then at some point. Uh, you right? would think, yeah. Because, like, also, that was the other thing, is the his kid ends up being, like, the way he's acting, it's like he's totally brainwashed. Like, oh, when, yeah, when yeah, like, yeah. Curtis is calling out to him, and he's just, like, yeah. doesn't even see him. And so, like, I think that there's, like, there had to have been some sort of s- substantial amount of time that passed between the kids were taken and the revolution started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. On a positive note, obviously, this is a really dark movie, but... I think it's the best non-Captain America Chris Evans performance. I, I mean, I, the, the other one that comes up for me is Knives Out, but I, I think that his acting is a bit better than this one. Because, um, like, that, that one scene, I think... I would uh, agree with really... that. I never uh, saw Knives Out. Is, is that on a train also? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is also... This is the Parasite guy that directed this, uh, Bong Joon-ho. Uh he, uh, he, he did the, like the, uh, I don't know anybody else that's done this. I'm sure it's been done before, but he, he won for uh, best screenplay, best director, and best picture. I, I mean, yeah. the guy is good. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. And yeah, whether you like the uh, subject matter or not, it's a very well-made movie and it looks really cool. And it's, you know, yeah, all that stuff. So I agree with that. I do agree with all that. I stand by everything else I've said. (laughs) (laughs) Both can be true. Okay, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's time to play everyone's favorite game. Were you paying attention? Okay, so here's how the game's going to work, gentlemen. I have six multiple choice questions. The way it'll work is I will ask you the question, then I will read you the multiple choice answers, then I will give you a countdown from three. You both will answer the question at the same time. Whoever gets the most points wins. Question number one. What was the name of the gas that caused the new Ice Age? Is it A, CW7, B, FX40, C, DW11, or D, OPB? (laughs) Yes. Uh... Three, two, one. A. A. Yeah, you both got the point on that one. Nice. I try to pick the one that didn't sound like a Star Wars robot. <laughs> um, alrighty, question number two. How many matches were in the book before Nam lit his first cigarette? Is it A, three? Is it B, four? Is it C, the matches are an illusion. Or is it D, five <laughs> I didn't consider that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This is, this is at the beginning? Yes. Is it? Okay. So before he, uh, he lit a match? He lights his first his cigarette. Okay. Can, yeah. can you read the... I wasn't listening. <laughs> the question again? 
the, no, the just, order just the, the ABCD. Yeah. Is it A, three matches, B, four matches, C, the matches are an illusion, or D, five matches? I want to say C so bad. <laughs> are, you, are you guys ready? Yeah. Trying to make, think if I can make a case for it. <laughs> three, two, one. B. A. It's B. Remington gets the point. Fuck. Fuck. There were four matches. Already. Question number three. How many ice walls does the train go through during the axe battle? Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> is, what, what is, it, what is, it? is it A, two? Is it B, four? Is it C, three? Or is it D, zero? The ice uh, walls are an illusion. No, is it, is it zero? Because they didn't make it through the ice wall and everyone died. And what's left, what the rest of the movie is showing us is Curtis just being trapped in purgatory. I really hope that's the case. I would respect this movie so much more if that was reality. If he was just like actually found out he was in hell at the end of it? Yeah, like everyone died right there. They crashed into like this unmovable uh, ice wall. Everyone died there and the rest was just a figment of uh, his reality. Yeah. I mean, with all the continuity things that we were talking about, how like you know, snow would continue to fall and would like pile up higher and would eventually cover the tracks. And it's like, and plus like there's nobody around to maintain the tracks themselves to like make sure that they are like, you know, suitable. It it would make more sense if this, none of this was real and they were just in some sort of like hellish purgatory. Mm -hmm. Anyway, are you ready to answer the question? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Three... Two, one. C. A. Uh, Remington gets the point again. <laughs> there were three <laughs> ice walls. <laughs> I, I honestly thought there was just one, but that wasn't an option, so I had to just guess. How is it the, this the least favorite movie we've ever watched, and I haven't missed the question yet? Well, <laughs> With that being said, I won't get another one right, but... I mean, you might get one more right out of the next ones. They don't get any easier after this. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Riley, you're you're behind now, substantially. But yeah. there's still three questions left. So you Anything could still come happen. back. You could still come back. Um, you gotta eat bugs, full. You lose. Where in the world is the train currently? Is it A, Russia? B, Germany, C, Norway, or D, the United States? Currently? Well, like, throughout the run of like, the movie. Okay, okay. Like, did it cr- where it crashes or where yeah. it runs? Oh, God, I have no idea. What were, uh, can you read the answers one more time? Uh, A, Russia, B, Germany, C, Norway, or D, the United States? Okay. Ready? I'm ready to guess. Yeah. Three, two, one. A. A. Yes. Both got it correct. It was A. <laughs> um, it was Russia. And uh, so I figured this out again by watching the classroom scene. And when they show the map of the world, they show flags on different parts of the map that indicate when those holidays are. Because it takes one whole calendar year for them to circumnavigate the entire globe. 
on the track. Mm. To make one full revolution on the track takes one year. And so the those um, holidays always stay in the same place. And they recognize uh, New Year's by going over that one specific bridge. And so mm. I found New Year's on their map and compared it to a real map. And it's basically Russia. So they're dumb. Like the, the timing of the revolution, they should have done it when the train was closer to Mexico or, or like something. Africa or something. Yeah, where it's, yeah, where it's yeah, gonna be like likely. a little bit warmer there than it is in Russia. <laughs> God, this entire thing was planned terribly. But also the people in the back of the train have no idea where they are ever. Yeah. Because there's no windows in the back of the train. That's true. Yeah, good point. Um, okay, Riley, yeah. you're you're losing by still two points. Um, but there's still two questions left, so you could tie. There's still a chance to tie. Next question. How fast is the train traveling? 88 miles per hour. Is it A, 42 miles an hour? B, 31 miles an hour? C, 69? Nice. Nice. Or D, 70? Really? This train's only going that fast? This is a slow-ass train. I thought this shit was booking. This is a little choo-choo. I have my guess. Yeah, I'm ready. Alrighty. Three, two, one. D. D. Both of you are incorrect. Uh, the was correct it 69? Answer, no, the correct answer was 31 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> it's a slow train. So, even... so from that same scene that I just talked about, they also mentioned the total distance of the track which i already said was something like 470 something kilometers or four four hundred and seventy something thousand kilometers yeah um and so i just since it takes one whole year to do it i found out how many hours were in a year and converted it to miles per hour because we're, we're american um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh yeah only 31 miles an hour pathetic that there's just a, like there's... Eat. It's like the sacred engine. It's amazing. It only goes 30 miles an hour, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got like Bart flying by that thing. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, so, Riley, it looks like. It's like a mouth. It looks like you might be out. Um, little did you know, the last question's worth 10 points. I hate you. What? Who knows oh, how man. This is work. Um, Crazy. I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> what is the message in the last red letter that Curtis gets? Is it A, survive? Is it B, balance? Is it C, engine? Or is it D, train? You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. C. D. Yeah. What did you wait? What you both what did you say, Robinson? Yeah. No, I said C. Oh, he said you're B. wrong. He said <laughs> it's train. Train. It's train. Um, I thought that was like really dumb. Like <laughs> train. Yeah, train. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, I, why did he have to do that? I yeah. get the point. Like he wanted to make it clear that he was the one who was sending the notes the whole time. Like, I get that, but, like, you really, in that moment, couldn't come up with a better message besides train. Right. Like, I was ready for him to unroll it and have it basically hold the meaning to life. Yeah. And, but like, according to like, Wilfred, I, I just the meaning wrote to this. life is train. Train. 
God. Yeah, no, like, it was me all along. After all the shit that he just went through, I would be so disappointed if the only answers I got to everything was train. (laughs) Train. Um, yeah, this movie was super dark. Um, this movie kind of, kind of sucks in, um, the regards of, uh, the dark content that it has and the mental state that it kind of leaves you in, but sure. there's also a lot of really cool, like cin- cinematic things that happen throughout the movie. Um, the whole like idea of this like the action's great. The action's great. The whole idea of this thing being on one long train, and then you get to like go through these tiny little like ecosystems and see how it mm. progresses as you move through the classes. It's all really interesting. It's just a shame that it makes me want to like curl up in the fetal position and cry for a few hours after watching it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, I I. I'm glad we're through it. And yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Riley, you won the game. Congratulations. Um, pulling those victories out of uh, thin air. Yeah, I didn't think I could do it. <laughs> the system's oh. rigged. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get the metaphor now. I do. <laughs> I like this movie now. Yeah, this is a good movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't when it happens it. to me, it's not fair. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I, I, I think that you're maybe um, mistaken. I've never noticed uh, any unfairness in my life mm. within this game, so mm-hmm. it can't possibly exist. Right, they're facts. Facts. Go, I'm going to go eat some bugs now. It's yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it looked like there was only, like, grasshoppers. Like, what, <laughs> where yeah. are they breeding grasshoppers on this train? Specifically grasshoppers. Fact. Um, alrighty, well, that's gonna be it for us. Thank you guys for being here on the talk, uh, having, uh, you know, uh, get, getting through this movie with me. Um, Riley, where, where can people reach you at? Uh, wow, uh, what's Riley doing? Instagram, be there. Uh, Remington. What's Riley doing? Instagram, be there. Boom. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Maybe. I mean, we won't see. Like, you <laughs> yeah, may see, see us. Anybody. You'll definitely at least hear us. I'll Otherwise, see there's you no guys. Point. Let's cry. I'm going to go cry. Entertainment standpoint, I think I'd rather watch Bloodsport again. Absolutely. Really? Not even a oh, question. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. You can clockwork orange style make me watch Bloodsport a thousand times over <laughs> me watching this fucking movie one more time oh, in my life. Man. I'll never watch another second of this movie again. <laughs> if if I have to break my television in order to change a channel when this thing's on, I will do it. I don't care. This thing is, oh my God, man. I'm glad we exercised these demons and finally talked about it so I never had to think about Snowpiercer. Actually, I'm going to have to because now it's a fucking TV show. And I'm going to have to come across it on my Netflix and there's going to be dumbasses that come up to me and they're like, you know what's a really good show? Snowpiercer. I'd be like, watch the fucking movie because it's not. Fuck this movie. Oh my God.